Before I read the scripture today, I just wanted to thank everyone who prayed for my sister, Amy Erb. Last year, she had a rough year. She was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and as most of you know, that's usually not good. Um, she had surgery and chemo, and a year later, she's cancer-free. Her doctor can't even hardly believe it. Prayers work, and she's a walking miracle. Scripture readings today come from Isaiah and Philippians. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flames shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my sight and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Then in Philippians, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. As for the things that you have learned and received and heard and noticed in me, do them, and the God of peace will be with you. Thank you, Catherine, for that reading. You read two of my favorite scriptures, and when they're read, I usually get kind of riled up because I enjoy them. I want to thank Lois today for that melody she played um, because 
there were a couple of things that, a couple of uh, pieces in there that really, really had my heart, uh, especially the one where it was saying, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. I'm rejoicing this morning because it's one more opportunity to be in God's house and to praise God's name. I don't know what's happening with my glasses. I have been cleaning them off several times today and they're still a little fuzzy. So if my eyes start going this way, don't watch my eyes, listen to my words so that you will hear what God has in store for you today. So good morning, church. Good morning. I see a lot of smiling faces out there. I see a lot of faces that I missed last week. Phyllis is in her seat today and smiling, so she must be feeling well. And she's got her hair done. We will have to watch her. <laughs> she looks real good. I see uh, my friend Diana back there and our, uh, one of our newest friends and members, uh, Sue. Where'd she go? There she is, Sue Luteric uh, from Kentucky. Raise your hand again, Sue. Um, West Virginia, I'm sorry. I've got Kentucky on the brain. I was talking about Kentucky this morning, uh, but she is, uh, she knows one of our um, ex explorers uh, who was in, uh, went into ministry. Uh, her, her name is Sarah. And um, she came up here from West Virginia and is settled on our church for here, but she's still in touch with her church in, in West Virginia. She watches them regularly. She doesn't get a chance to join us as much as she would like to because of some breathing issues she has, but she gets here whenever she can. So uh, whenever you see her, her name is Sue. So speaks to her and welcome her to church. Okay, I need my glasses for reading, but it's hard to see out. Um, our sermon this morning came after much prayer and thought uh, about storms because there seems like there's been a lot of storms lately all around us, but anyway, about 30 plus years ago, the theme for one of our general assemblies for the Christian Church Disciples of Christ, um, um, was, uh, was, was titled, The Storms Are Raging. Are you anchored in the Lord? My husband says that that was in 1993, um, the exact year, I couldn't pinpoint, but I knew it was uh, some 30 plus years ago or so. Anyway, the storms are raging is a declaration, if you will, 
that things are happening, a declaration that things are happening and things are happening right now, even in this day. In 1993, we had some different things happening, but in 2023, we have must still have much going on. There is a lot going on out there in the world. And if we uh, look at it, we know that storms really are raging. There have been 400, there, uh, we talked about earthquakes this morning, and we discovered uh, after my husband looked it up that there was some 400 earthquakes um, that, uh, that would have happened. Um, many of us are familiar with storms, um, but oh, let me go back to that, that uh, title of that, that sermon, I mean of that general assembly. The storms are raging, and the second part of it was a question. The question was, are you anchored in the Lord? Are you anchored in the Lord? That means I, I have you settled and I have a piece of the rock. Do you understand what God is, that God is in your life? Do you understand that you are a child of God? The question before us even today is, are we anchored? in the Lord. So to answer that question, you have to answer that individually because only you know if you have been anchored in the Lord. Many of us are familiar with storms. In fact, depending on where you live, you get different kinds of storms. You might get tornadoes or hurricanes, uh, but you might be facing sandstorms or windstorms or rainstorms. Uh, uh, snowstorms or even hailstorms. And hailstorms, you know, that's when the little ice pellets kind of come down and hit on you. I do not like those kind of storms. But anyway, most of us don't like storms, but scientists have been able to predict with accuracy where and when a storm is going to hit. They measure velocity and their ability of this storm to cause havoc. Um, we know uh, the magnitude of storms, and so we know when they're coming, and we can get ready uh, for them. Yes, there are many kinds of storms, and there are probably some storms I didn't name. Uh, it does not matter what kind of storm you're in, but you need to be ready to act quickly and decisively when a storm hits. Oftentimes the storm hits um, in the middle of the night or in the middle of a situation where there seems to be peace actually all around. I believe it's the hurricane or it may be the tornado before, just before it hits, there's a calm that's out there, the calm before the storm, they call it, uh, where there's no wind or anything, and it's, everything seems to be an eerie kind of peacefulness out there. Um, the situation, though, can quickly get ugly and scary. There are high winds and blinding uh, rain or snow, and it can be very confusing and frightening, as I said, especially if you're in the middle of one. But no matter 
what or what the storm is or when it hits is very disturbing. It disturbs our peace. There are storms we encounter in life as uh, uh, that are not environmental types of storms. There are storms that uh, rile up and situations that come up uh, in our own lives, whether it's a car accident, uh, a loss of missing child, maybe we were robbed or beaten, or we have a fire. Those are the kinds of storms that we don't necessarily plan for, but they do come up. Storms can be very tricky, and when we encounter them, uh, especially those um, rain-type storms or flooding-type storms, we must act quickly. Uh, and some people think, oh, I have a little bit more time, so they go back to get something that's very precious to them. How many of you know or have heard of someone dying in a fire because they went back? They went back to get something they thought was so valuable to them. Nothing is more valuable to you than your life. And so uh, some things have to be put off. When the water, the flood waters are rising, you need more than to, to do than roll up your pants leg or get your raincoat or boots because when the flood waters are rising, that is the warning sign for you to go and take care of business, go get cover, go, get, go to safety or shelter, uh, whatever you need to do. Get yourself out of the way. Get your loved ones out of the way. When the flood waters rise, you need to move. Because, you see, we don't have any control over situations. And that's the part of the problem is not being able to have control. If you can't prepare for something, you don't have control necessarily. Um, so you need to act very quickly. We all have a picture of calm and peace that we have in mind. I may talk about something that looks peaceful, and your, your peaceful scene would be maybe watching children play. Or your peaceful scene may be, as it was for me, uh, as it is for me still, um, looking at water uh, along the beach or along a waterfront or sailing in a boat. That may be your picture of calm and peace, but sometimes that can change very quickly. A number of years ago, actually when my son was somewhere around between the ages of two and four years, um, we uh, took a family bike ride. We took a family bike ride alongside of uh, a, a place that we call Lakeshore Drive. It is on one side there is a beautiful scenery of beachfront and water calmly flowing. And on the other side, uh, between there is a highway with four lanes going in each direction. On the other side is a row, an area where it's, it is populated, but it is a park that is full of trees, beautiful trees and shrubbery. 
um, and all kinds of natural um, artifacts. We were riding along the be uh, beachfront having fun, and my, car, uh, hus my husband had my son on the back of his bike, and he was in his car uh, seat that was made for the bike, and so we stopped to rest along the, uh, the beach uh, area. And we were looking out and watching our son play along the beach waterfront because we felt it was safe. And he and I got just talking. And we looked up and looked around, and all of a sudden we realized our child was not happily playing, throwing the rocks as he was at first, but we looked up and he was headed toward the highway. Headed toward the highway. At two years old, my husband started to run after him and I caught him by the arm, digging in and holding on because as a person who knew, uh, was in child development, I knew if we went running after our son or, or calling after him, he would run. A two-year-old, when you call after them or start chasing them, they think it's a game and they start running away. And that meant for us at that very moment that he would run and run straight into the highway, not knowing that it was not a, not a safe thing to do. So I grabbed my husband's arm and I called my son's name and I kept saying, Jason, Jason, you want some candy? Or you want a piece of fruit or something? Look what mommy has for you. And I caught myself shaking something and he turned around and at that moment, that moment, that was a crisis for us until he turned around and ran back to us. Because if he had ran into the highway, there is no way that he would have been saved unless it was God's will. And maybe it was God's will at that time that he turned around and came back to us because he is still alive today. That was, for me, a disaster and a crisis, me and my husband, because we knew what would have happened. We sh you can't take your eyes off of a child for one moment because things will change. And that's the way it is with, when there's chaos or situations in our lives that we can't control. It changes drastically. It changes quickly. It changes so fast. It's like in the blink of an eye, things would be different. So I thank God even today as I think back over that time, I realized that what, 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 what was important, that he was important to us. It disturbed my peace to know that my child was this close to danger. But I am thankful to God even today I can do something about it. When it comes to matters of faith, 
we need to be anchored in the Lord so deep. Our faith needs to be so deep and anchored, it is unshakable because situations and circumstances will change in your life. If you keep on living, it will change. It will change. And most of us are old enough to know that that will happen. Storms do keep raging in our lives and that's why we need that peace. We need our Lord to be our anchor. In our scripture, Isaiah 43, it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Not I may be with you. God says, I will be with you. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. And when you walk through fire, you shall not be burned or consumed. Do not fear, God says, for I am with you always. Always I am with you. But also, don't be a chronic worrier because things will happen. We need to stay on our knees in prayer. We need to know that God is with us. So do not be anxious about anything, but in everything and by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, let our requests be known to a God who loves us dearly, a God who loves us in spite of our own sinfulness, a God who loves us and wants to give us peace. Finally, my brothers and sisters, whatever is true and honorable, whatever is just and pure, and whatever is pleasing and commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things and for the things that you have learned and received and heard and noticed in me, do them and God, the God who loves you, will give you peace. Amen. <laughs>